Good morning, One Church family. I am so excited. Oh, thanks. I know it's got to be disappointing when you the lights come up and it's not Blake, but well, you know, whatever. Thanks, thanks. I need you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, y'all, if you're with us online, welcome. We're so glad you chose us today. Those of you who are new, we are thrilled that you're here. I cannot tell you how many new faces I've seen in kids ministry, and it is so exciting. So thank you for choosing to worship with us today. Um, I do want to say we're in the second week, so if you missed week one, that was last week, you want to go back and watch it because Blake preached a killer message in this new series called Custom Made. And we're trying to answer the question, how do we seize our unique calling? Last week, Blake talked about how we um, have a God who has a divine design for each of us. And a lot of times we live um, believing lies about ourselves. And I've got to tell you, I heard somebody say once, if you believe a lie as though it is truth, it has the power of truth over your life. And so last week when we took a minute, this was so powerful. And Blake had us speak out loud truths and God's truth and what we see in each other out loud. You guys, it was powerful. You said things like redeemed, loved, lovely, saved. It was, it was powerful. I want you to walk in those truths. Do you want to believe that you are useless or redeemed? You are going to live out whatever lie or truth you believe. Powerful moment, Blake. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, there was a moment, I'm not going to lie, as the wife of the pastor who was preaching, when he decided to stand on the table that I got a little nervous, and you might have too, that I was a little nervous Blake was going to table dance. And I don't think pastors are supposed to table dance, so we're glad that didn't happen. All right, y'all, will you pray with me? Father, would you use my mouth to speak your truth today? Help me get out of the way. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would soften the hearts of your people and that only your words would be spoken today. We love you, we trust you, and we welcome you and thank you for this time in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so last week, if you have your Bibles, Blake started in Ephesians 2.10, which says, I'm gonna actually read it on here because it's a little hard on there. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We've been handcrafted by the creator of the universe for a purpose, to do good works that he has prepared for us to do. And as I was just digesting that and thinking about, Lord, what would you, what would you have for me, for your people this coming week? As we talk about how we are made for more, what does that mean? What does that look like? A lot of times when I'm talking to God, it's when I'm walking and I walk really fast. My family tells me, slow down, walk fast. So um, I'm just swinging my arms. I'm like, Lord, what does this mean? Made for more. Do I live like I'm made for more? Do I live in a freedom that says that I'm made for more? And I feel like he just 
he gave me some simple truths and he gave me this picture and it convicted me. And I just want to, if you're okay with them, I'll share with you today. So Ephesians 2, 1, same chapter, first verse. This is what it says. Oh, got to turn the page. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Anyone? Been there? Yes. Verse 4. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Now, we're going to go to the verse right before the verse preached, Blake preached on last week, where he talked about we are the workmanship made to do good works. I don't want you to miss this. Verse 9 says this, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, not by my works, that no one can boast. The next verse says, but you were made for good works. So don't be confused. The act of accepting the salvation of Jesus has nothing to do with anything that I can do. I can't do it. It's not my works. It's his. And because of that, if I accept that, I am created to do good works. I love the word works in those two very different verses. So last week we watched a video of Blake interviewing Jefferson Brown, which was awesome. He's a creator, he's an architect, and he just talked about um, how he was created to create. And he just kind of shared his story of how he's been kind of open-handed, Lord, use me. What would you have me do with these gifts that you've given me? And so this week, I talked a couple of my friends into letting me interview them. And um, these are sweet, sweet couple that I get to serve with in kids ministry, and I love two pieces. So I'm excited that this week you get to hear the Gillis family, Mary and Jonathan, are going to share about how we are made for more. Would you watch with me? All right, guys, I'm so excited to have Jonathan and Mary Gillis with us today. You guys know them. They've been around a long time. They serve in kids ministry. They've served in lots of areas, but you know them. Today, we're going to talk about something that recently happened in our driveway. We were talking about creating and communing, and you told a story that just really resonated with me, and I know that it's going to resonate with the hearts of our people. So would you mind to share just a little bit of that story today? Sure. I, I had a pretty humbling experience as I created a prayer closet. And uh, this prayer closet I was gonna be very holy in. And um, I had a map up of, uh, for Voice of the Martyrs that had the countries and how to pray for them and the lost. And, and I was convinced that spiritual things were gonna happen in that closet. And, but I found myself distracted. Every time I went in the closet to pray for Africa or Europe or uh, somewhere in the Middle East, I found myself very distracted. I was distracted by um, the, the, the walls that had just been primed in the closet. I was distracted um, just thinking about how that, that room could be so much more. It could create a better experience for me if I would maybe paint the walls, if I'd light a candle, write scripture. And that's what I did. I started writing scripture on, on little note cards and putting them up. And, 
but I found myself not doing what I thought I was supposed to do in there, which was pray. And I, I put everything down and I just folded my hands and Lord, help me to not be distracted um, by all these other things. I want, I want to be faithful to you. I want to pray about these things. And in a very clear voice, he assured me that uh, our communion time together was exactly how he created me. It's what he made me for. And, and, it, and it gave me freedom in that moment that, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not praying wrong. I'm just communing with you the way you made me. And, and, and in a gentle way, as he oftentimes does, I, I even heard him ask the question, so what color do you want that closet to be? And, and it was just so amazing because I, I felt communion with him just in that setting. Now, of course, prayer does happen in that closet, and, but the experience was a holy experience for me in learning that he's created me in a certain way and that I'm to use that um, to relate to him and commune with him more. I love that. I love that. Jonathan, did that affect you in any way? Did you have your own experience? Well, you know, she is made to create. Yeah. And we've got four daughters and they're all so creative and I'm not. That's what I was thinking at that time. But what that opened my eyes to is that, you know, I'm putting God in a box. We are all instilled with his characteristics and he is a creator. So I started looking at what do I create? Do I create? And you know, I, I work for the government. I'm in, I'm in a management type of role, but I work a lot with spreadsheets. And I remember coming home one day from work and I brought one of my spreadsheets home. I mean, it had all kinds of colors in it and it was all linked together. And, and I, I went to Mary and I was like, Mary, I do create. I don't create art. I don't design houses. I don't paint pictures, but I created this spreadsheet. And, and, it, and it communicates to me, it spoke to me, but I, then I realized, you know, that's the way God has, has made me in his image to create things. It's not art that most people think of typically being created, but, it, but yeah, I'm a creator. I do that too. I love that. I love it so much. I love that it really does show that he's created us for more than what we think we're created for at the end of the day. Like, you thought I'm created to pray in this closet. That's what I saw on that movie, or that's what I've seen this prayer warrior do. So that's what I need to do when that's not the way he's created you. He's created you to experience him and commune with him in a different way and you in a different way and me in a different way. And I just love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that with our church family. Will y'all give them a big hand? I've got to tell you, I could relate to Mary and Jonathan so much. Like, I think about how long in my life after I accepted Christ, I was dead, and then I was alive. How long did I have all these little boxes that I tried to check off? Like, if I'm just a good enough Christian, if I just do it like valley wriggling, the prayer warrior that I know, then, then, then he will love me. Then I will be close to him. And I realized that comparing my walk to someone else, it was chaining me up. I was alive. 
I had salvation. I was going to spend eternity with him. And I was going to live. And I was going to live bound. Bound by comparison. I've been made for more than that, and so have you. Here's what I want to ask you. What are your chains? Because Galatians 5.1 says it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Don't let yourselves be burned again by a yoke of slavery. So what are these to you? Is it comparison? Is it I don't have the gifts that Blake has? I don't have the gifts that Chris has. I, I, God can't use me. I won't be near as good, near as creative, near as hospitable. Comparison? Is that what your chains are? Are your chains sin? That seems like a pretty, you know, easy thought. Oh, yeah, we're chained by sin. And maybe it is sin. Maybe you're indulging your flesh right now, and you're not living the life, the more life that he's created you to live. Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Does it have you bound? The enemy will use anything to keep you from living in the freedom that Christ died for you to live in. I'll tell you, anxiety in my life, anxiety has bound me probably more than anything else. It takes nothing for me to think, oh, I can't control it. I can't. And next thing you know, I'm not living a life of more. I am chained down. And I feel like anxiety like tightens the cuffs all the more. I want to tell you some good news. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Great, Allie, awesome. You might be thinking, that's really wonderful, but where exactly do I go to find this freedom? Because I don't feel very free right now. I feel really bound up. Well, I want to tell you. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all have access to it. We just have to choose the Spirit. Are you going to choose the Spirit or are you going to choose the chains? And you can, you can be free in one moment and choose this in the next. We all do it. Walk in the Spirit. These don't get to control us when we're walking in the Spirit. So in Ephesians chapter 1, okay, we're going backwards. One more chapter. Paul is praying over the church of Ephesus. I love this prayer. Blake and I chose this prayer to pray over our girls when they were babies. Continued until, I mean, today. But it says, Ephesians 1.15 says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation 
so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which you have been called. The riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. And today, going into this week, I think we need to hear the next verse. Far above, where is he seated? Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. Like we learned in the last series, Daniel taught us, God is in control of who is in control. Take a deep breath. Tuesday's going to come and go. God's still going to be on the throne. It's going to be all right. We got this. Okay, but this is so good. Right now we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Same spirit that is freedom for all of us is also wisdom and revelation and power. Power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Did you catch that? We have access to the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Do we live like it? We are not only alive. We're not just alive. We have the power to raise the dead to life. It's unbelievable. So we've been created for more. The same spirit that cast out demons lives in me. The same spirit that healed the leper lives in you. We have access to the power of the Holy Spirit to do more than we could ever dream or imagine. But here's, here's what I think a lot of us do. I think we choose the Phillips head screwdriver, which I did not choose the flathead screwdriver because I don't even know why a flathead screwdriver exists. Those are just stupid if you try to use one. Phillips head screwdriver. This is what we choose. We choose to live life with this kind of power. In my own doing, I can probably screw the screw into the board. Probably isn't going to be tight, near as tight as if Blake did it. But it'll be in there, and it might hold it together. It might not. Y'all, when we live in the power of the Holy Spirit, this is what we have access to. This. Are y'all nervous? You should be. This thing's kind of heavy. All right, so last week, Blake started this project. And guess who gets to build this week? Yours truly. Thank you. Here's the truth. Okay, this is funny. Blake, I know Blake's going, is it straight? Make sure those lines are straight. Does it look good? Okay. You guys, you're going to love. That's a lot easier than a screwdriver. I'm not going to lie. You are going to... Thank you. Thank you. You're not going to want to miss what this is. The last sermon of this series is going to be so powerful. You don't want to miss it, I promise. So stay tuned. 
that will be finished in a couple weeks. Here's the truth. Am I living in this kind of power on my own? <laughs> I'm a hot mess, y'all. I can't do anything. I can't. I can't free myself. I can't, I can't take chains of anxiety off on my own. Addiction, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how without the, the power of the Holy Spirit, how someone could break addiction. You guys, we don't have to live chained up. We can live free. Free. This is what freedom looks like. I don't have to do it. Hands raised high in complete surrender. And let me tell you what happens. My early 20s, I walked with so much shame. You talk about chained up, shame all over it had me bound. And I just knew if the world knew my story, if my neighbor knew my story, she would never believe that I'm a pastor's wife. I was an unwed mother. God's never, if people know this, if people know, God could never use me. You know the lies the enemy will tell you to keep you chained up? And it had the power of truth because I believed it until one day I decided I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell one person. I'm just gonna tell somebody because I think they need it. And I was scared to death that now my story is going to be out there and God will never be able to use me again. And the moment I told my story, chains fell off, not just of me, but of the young woman I was sharing my story with. The shame that I had walked in no longer, no longer held me gripped in fear and anxiety, insecurity. No more. Shame does not get the last word. You guys, the cross has the last word. And he didn't just die so you could live. He died, according to John 10, 10, he died so that you could have life to the full. Not just a little life, not just, not just kind of living. Living in the power of the Holy Spirit to do more more than any of us ever could dream or imagine doing on our own. So I just, I just want to ask you today, do you want that freedom? Do you want to be freed from the chains that hold you bound? Do you want to live life to the full? Do you want more? Do you want more than you feel like you have right now? Because with the Holy Spirit comes more power and more freedom. Free to be who you were made to be and used to do good works for the glory of God. I want that. And I know you do too. Would you guys pray with me? Father, we love you so much. And God, I just ask right now, 
any chains that anyone came in here wearing, Father, that they would be broken in the name of Jesus today, that these, these chains don't get to walk out of here with us. Father, I don't just ask for chains to be broken, but I ask for us to tap into the power and the freedom of the Holy Spirit today to do good works, to advance your kingdom here on earth. God, we love you. We love you so much. And we know nothing is impossible for you. Would you help us to walk in that truth today? In Jesus' name. Amen.